Good evening. How are you? No, just. <laughs> It's good to be here this evening. Um, I've been struggling with what am I going to say. I was told to come for a prayer meeting. Then pastor said, share a few words. Then he said, you can take 30 minutes. Then he said, now he's telling me you can take as long as you want. <laughs> And... Um, I just want to tell you something that I've seen over the years. In a service like this one, in the evening, I've always seen God do more things than I've ever in Sunday morning. Because it takes an effort to come in the evening. And when you come and you're yearning to be here and you want something from God, God is honored. And your faith is put into action. And where God is, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. um see i i sri lanka like i told you is a, is is um, was a terrorist torn country but the church has been persecuted a lot and um the uh, if you get outside of the city even on this sunday as we we had service here some churches couldn't have service because they are under threat and they've had things happen um i'll give you a story of a pastor in the east he and his wife um got on the motorcycle with their 10 year old son and they went visiting and when he came back and he parked the bike another motorcycle came with two guys on helmets and as he, they were dismounting they took a gun shot the pastor shot his wife in front of the 10 year old son the pastor didn't make it but the wife the bullet was 2 or 3 millimeters away from her spine so they couldn't take it out but now up to today she limps but she's the pastor of the church so you know you you come to a place where you realize that like i said this morning the gospel of jesus christ is not just a club it's not just something you do it is the life and without this life i want to tell you i don't care how successful you think you are you're not because he created you he created me for his plan his purpose and an evening like tonight when we come to pray i think understanding how important it is to talk to god and take time is one of the greatest things privileges we have as being christian think about it when we talk we don't talk to the wind we don't worship a stone or a rock or something built out of concrete you know when we talk our god listens he hears us and and you know that's a privilege you have a privilege i have and you know that's why it's worth living this life worth being a christian don't you never and say it's really worth being a christian did you understand me i said turn to your neighbor and say it's worth being a christian <laughs> see you thought you know my english you don't You know when we look at the church today it's sad to see what has happened. I'm not saying only in America around the world even in our country at times you got to get checked. Let's let's just read a few scriptures Mark chapter 11 Mark 11 verses 15 to 
said when they arrived back in jerusalem jesus entered the temple and he began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice he knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs and those selling doves and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace he said to them the scripture declares my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations but you have turned it into a den of thieves father speak to us from your word change us according to your word let dishan decrease holy spirit increase let your will be done in jesus name everybody said amen, amen. you know jesus goes around and he's knocking tables and he's chasing everybody out and the disciples were probably confused and looking around because they had got used to this i'll tell you the disciples we don't talk too much about this but when they saw jesus doing the miracles and a lot of things happened they just loved it they just walked in that glory you know in that in that in that euphoria of what was happening and when he, they saw this the bible doesn't talk about the disciples got in the fray and they turned the tables too and they kicked everybody out no jesus was doing all this he said get out of here get your business out of here get your cattle cows everybody out What happened to the image of Jesus being God loving kind carrying the little lamb on his shoulder the beautiful peaceful you know i mean this is the only time you'll find this in the bible <coughs> only time where he went basically we would have call it out of control actually he was completely in control the only time he was politically and any otherwise not correct but he was completely correct and if you go to the book of john you will find the second time this is mentioned you know you read this and you wonder how can jesus be in the spirit how can jesus be the son of god how can jesus be right he's he's turning over tables and he's and in john it says john 2 12 uh, 14 to 16 he saw the merchant selling cattle doves all that and he made a whip from some ropes and he chased them out of the temple wow wouldn't that be nice to see in church um right he t- he made a whip and he he kicked them out basically and he 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 chased them get these things out of here stop turning my father's house into a marketplace what made the son of god so angry what made him so agitated what made him so annoyed what would bring a man like jesus into such a position you know what when he saw the house of god being prostituted for other things other than what it was meant to be I want to tell you church we live in a sad day just as much as we live in a great time of expectation when we see compromise beyond measure I'm so happy you came for prayer tonight I'm so happy you came back to church because this is extinct this is extinct I I travel your country probably more than you sometimes and this is extinct people don't have time except when they get cancer except when they get beaten up with something except when some problem happens you know i'm a pastor that says thank god for the storms because 95% of my church 
comes to church because of storms. They got saved because of storms. You know, we want everything peaceful, but look at what happens to us. Look at what happens to the church. It becomes a business place. He said, this place looks and feels more like a mall than the house of God. It was always getting those things done. You know, when I was in Jerusalem, I've been taking a few groups and, you know, I could see that they were doing what needed to be done. We do a lot of things in our church that needs to be done. We have a, we call it a canteen. We have, we sell food because we have multiple services and people, you know. Then we have a resource center for books. And I have to keep telling everybody that this is not to make profit. This is to equip people for worship. Because, you know, if you look, go to Jerusalem and you see, these people had to bring the sacrifices. They had to bring the lamb. They had to bring, you know, they were not just, just doing business. They were helping worship. You had to pay temple taxes in Jerusalem. So you have Macedonians, Romans, and Jews, and all kinds of people, all kinds of currency, but they had to pay it in the currency that was local. So you needed the money changers. You see, they were helping worship. But the problem is, they had lost the spirit of the house of God. They were doing it just to make profits. You know, I, I, know, I don't know why I'm speaking on this tonight, I'm telling you. Right? I, I really struggled with what I'm going to say, but I just feel like the church has to start being the church again. A church is a place where the presence and power of God flows. I want to tell you, when God is pleased, all things are possible. When God is acknowledged, when God is revered, when God is, is praised, all heaven breaks loose. And, you know, it, it's shocking because they were doing the right things, but with the wrong spirit. And sometimes I think even in our churches, I had to really watch to see that we have not moved out because what do we really finally want? Why are you here tonight? Hopefully you're here tonight and I think you are. You make the effort because you just want a touch from God. You want to be in His presence. You want to feel His blessing, whatever He wants to do. Otherwise you could be obviously in, in, in many other places. You know, why do we do the things we do? Why do I preach? Do I preach to really do what God wants me to do? Or do I preach to impress you? Do I preach because I want you to think that I'm a good speaker? I want to be recognized. You know, why do we do the things? You know, when, when I get to heaven, God's not going to ask me how the people's church budget was. He's not going to ask me how well people's church did above everybody else. He's going to ask me, why did you do what you did? If you're singing, I want to tell you, it's not whether you land on the right note. It's not how well you can sustain your voice. You know, God's not going to, he's going to ask you, why did you sing? Why did you teach the Sunday school class? Why did you do those Christian things? For what purpose? You see, God is good. I remember somebody saying, you know, in the old days, when people went to church or came like tonight, and they came to, to meet with God, 
They didn't go back saying, man, that preacher came, man, and he was good. Or they didn't say, the singer, oh, those singers were awesome. You know, they just had great music. You know what they said? Today, God met with us. Today, God spoke to my heart. Today, something happened. Today, God brought the answer. And I, I'm just telling you, you know, you come in the evening, you got to have a bonus in the morning. That's the kind of life God wants for you. He wants you to know he's with you. He'll never leave you. And he'll touch you every time you open up. And his presence will be so real in your life that you won't ever have to worry. You know, I don't know if you have this problem here. Um, in Sri Lanka, sometimes we have this. Everybody tries to be a Jew now. You know, they go to Israel, they put the flag, they want to do all the, um, the festivals and the, what do you call those, um, uh, feasts, right? And, 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 you know, nothing wrong. I mean, I believe in Israel. And, and you know, the, the Jews themselves don't believe the New Testament, right? They, they believe the Torah, the, the five books in the Old Testament. And then you have the Messianic Jews, and they're fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to, to, to worry about what's happening there. But I am worried when everybody else who is not a Jew thinks that if you become a Jew and do the Jewish customs and do all that, then you're in the right place. I want to tell you, no. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was rent in twain. And the, we were, the Holy Spirit was given so we can go to the presence of God at any time. And I want to tell you, don't be what you are not. God created you American. He created you Polish. He created you, I don't know what. He created you. He made me Sri Lankan. Because he wanted you that way. And he wants you to move in that. He wants you to, to accomplish everything that he has. The way he has it for you, don't try to be somebody else. You know, I, I believe in prayer. That's why I'm telling you, when you come to pray, you come to the greatest place on earth. Some people think Disneyland is. This is the greatest place on earth. I've seen more things through prayer than I can even imagine. I've seen God transform people, change lives. My grandmother was dead. And after prayer, she came back to life. I've seen God do miracle after miracle. I've seen cancers come out of people's mouth. Because I know God is so real. How many of you are in pain today? You have pain in your shoulder, in your, in your joints, in your head, in your knees, in your back. If you have pain, raise your hand. Oh, Pastor, you have a painful church. <laughs> How many of you believe that God can heal you? How many of you believe that God can heal you right now? Well, it gets a little... I want you to stand. You have pain in your body, stand. Everybody who has pain. I want you to know that, like I told you, none of this is planned, okay? Even I don't know what I'm doing, but God always knows what he's doing, amen? I really believe that some of you are going to be instantly healed right now. It doesn't matter how long you've had it. It doesn't matter what has happened. 
Because God is going to honor you and wants to bless you. And pain is going to leave your body right now. Because, you know, when we put our faith and trust in God, we will never be put to shame. Right? And, 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 and God is here. You know, and I, I want, you know, I'm going to move away from what I've been talking. I'm going to push this back here. Is that okay? Um, I, I'm reminded of the story of uh, Lazarus. Martha and Mary. Remember the story, John chapter 11? And uh, in that story, something that really stands out was Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick. Jesus was their friend. And in John chapter 11, Jesus is coming to their house. And the Bible says he knew what he was doing. But by, before he came, Lazarus died. And Martha and Mary were crying. There was a funeral. They put him in the tomb. And four days after they laid him in the tomb, Jesus arrives. And the Bible says that Martha ran out to meet him. Okay? Martha ran out. And... What did, in John 11, I think it's verse 21, it says that Martha ran and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would be okay. If you had been here is what tense? What? Past tense. You say past, I say past, whatever. Right? Past tense. If you had been here, you know, a lot of us live in the past. We saw those great miracles. We went for those great meetings. Oh, I still remember the day I got saved. And it was great. It's good. And then what does Jesus say? Martha, the next verse, your brother will live uh, again or rise again. And she said, yes, Lord, on the resurrection at the last day, he will rise again. Now, what tense is she talking about? Future. You know, a lot of us have a great past. We've seen God move. And then now we have a great future. One day he's coming, hallelujah, right? One day we're all going. One day there'll be no more sorrow, no more pain. One day everything is going to be okay. But then what did she have in the present? He said, roll away the stone. They went to the tomb. And what did Jesus um, says, roll away the stone? What does Martha say? Her third answer. Oh, Lord. He's been there four days. By now there is a bad odor. I love the King James. It says, Lord, he's been there four days. By now he stinketh. <laughs> Just like our lives. We had a great past. We're looking forward to a great future. But in the present we stinketh. We pray and we pray and we know nothing's going to happen. You know, we know it's not going to happen, but we pray and, and we have no, because we haven't seen it. We don't, want, we, we don't want to pray anymore. We get so busy with everything else about churchianity. And I want to tell you today what Jesus told Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, did I not tell you John eleven forty? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. And I want to tell you tonight, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe, you will receive. Let me finish this story. Sit down for a moment. Um, 
I went to a birthday party when I was younger. And uh, we were running around and I saw this baby, two years old, just laying there on the couch, couldn't move, paralyzed. All the muscles were paralyzed. So I was a teenager, I was running around and I asked my friend, I said, what's wrong? She said, oh, he said, this is my older brother who is a doctor, his daughter, and she was born this way. I said, oh, you tell your, uh, then the, the doctor came and his wife, and, and I said, oh, bring the baby to our miracle service on Thursdays. My dad will pray and your baby will be okay. Now, poor dad, you know. But, so the doctor told me that, you know, all these things are wrong and all that. Anyway, the following Thursday, we have miracle night on Thursday. They come in for the service. They couldn't find a seat. Finally, they come. And they came for about two, three weeks. And then they stopped coming. About two or three weeks after they stopped coming, one day at two in the morning, we got a call and said, Pastor, can you please come and pray? So my father and elder went to the Lady Ridgeway Hospital, which is a children's hospital in Sri Lanka. And um, you went in, the baby was on a machine, the, the, the iron lung, the, the, you know, the, was working and uh, looked pretty bad. And my father thought, you know, I'll commit this baby to the Lord. And when he was about to do that, the young mother fell on his shoulder and said, Pastor, we trusted God, now see what happened. I don't know if you, might, you don't know my dad, but you never tell him things like that. So he told the doctor and the wife, he said, come outside to the garden in the lawn at 2 in the morning, 2.30. And he looked at this doctor and he said, Doctor, what have you done with this man called Jesus? And the doctor just went blank. Then they bowed their head, they prayed, prayed the sinner's prayer, and then they went back in, he prayed for the baby, and then they left. Well, the next Thursday, the doctor comes late, and my dad was about to preach, and he comes, gets his wife a seat, and finds her a seat, and then comes to the front and says, Pastor, I want to say a few words. That service, we don't give the mic to anybody, because most of the people there are non-Christians, Anyway, reluctantly, he got the mic. He took the mic and he said, what I'm about to say, the pastor doesn't know anything about. He said, I came here. And I, I came here as a communist and an atheist. He said, in medical college, I was a communist and an atheist. He said, the only reason I came to this church is because my wife forced me to come. He said, we came a few weeks and we stopped coming. And he said, after we stopped coming, my baby got suddenly very ill. Because I was a doctor, all the doctors uh, gathered around and they fought for my baby's life. And they say, he said, while we were working on my baby, my baby died. And he said, I, 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 thought, I told them to keep the machine going because I didn't want my wife breaking down. I thought I'll take, give her some coffee and slowly tell her the news. He said, at this time, my wife suddenly said, why don't we call that miracle night pastor up? He said, being an atheist and a communist, I thought I will teach my wife and that pastor a good lesson. So we called him. He came. And then he took me to the garden. And he looked at me and said, doctor, what have you done with Jesus? And he said, for the first time, I realized I had never given Jesus Christ one chance in my life. And he said, so I bowed my head and sincerely, I thought I will try it out. And I began to pray. 
And he said, as I was praying, suddenly something clicked inside of me and my hard communistic heart began to melt. And he said, I felt peace like I never felt before. And I knew God had come into my heart. He said, we went back in. We prayed for the baby and the pastor left. He said, I came back to the cot of my dead baby. And I stood there and I said, God, if you can take a hard, communistic heart like mine and turn it in an instant, what is death? Death is just a patch on this body. Listen to me. Those of you who are sick in body, healing is not a great thing. Healing is a patch on this body that is anyway going to die. I have good news for you. Do you want it? If you're healed or not, you're still going to die. <laughs> you see, we, we, we write books on healing. We do a lot of stuff, which is fine. But I'm just saying, healing is not the... The greatest thing is what you've done with Jesus. Because that stays with you forever. Salvation is the greatest gift. So what is healing? It's a simple thing. He said, I stood then I prayed. I said, God, if you can change my heart, what is death? He said, half an hour after the pastor left, my baby sneezed and came back to life. You know why I tell you this story? I have forgotten this story, but about a month ago, I was in my office after the Sunday, we had three services in the morning, after the second service, and my brother brings this family in. I don't know who they are. You know, they look familiar. But I, and suddenly I find it's this doctor I have not seen in 40 years. He's in Australia. And he, and he, and he you know, he's been doing things. His son is in the ministry. So many things. And he turns to my family and he says, this young kid brought us to Jesus. I actually did nothing. I was a kid who was myself. I don't know that I was saved properly. But what I'm trying to tell you is that what Jesus does. You see, Jesus looked at Martha and said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you have pain in your body, and if you believe, stand. Because if you believe, you will see the glory of God. And I want you to believe that as we pray tonight, that God is going to take the pain away. God is going to heal you completely. You see, why I pray for pain first is, I, pain is something it's easy to check. You had it and then it's gone. And then as your faith builds, some of you have other needs. You have financial needs, you have family situations. And I believe you came actually here to pray for others, but God wants me to pray for you because you deserve the blessing of the Lord. How many of you are ready for America? Okay. Everybody who has pain, take your right hand and try to put it where the pain is. Now, if you can't reach it, then you put it on your heart. If you can reach it, you, you touch your eye, your head, whatever. Right? Otherwise, put it on your heart. Are you ready? Now, raise your other hand to heaven. Okay, keep your hand raised. It's very important. Just put one hand and, and raise one hand. Unless you have frozen shoulder. 
Okay. <clears throat> okay. And um, now everybody sitting down, do you believe God can do a miracle? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. You believe? Yes. Do you believe? Yes. Do you believe? Yes. Everybody standing, look at me. Do you believe? Yes. Do you believe? Yes. Do you believe? Okay, keep your hands raised. Now everybody sitting down, stand up. Go and place your hand on one of these people who are having their hand raised. Now, as soon as somebody places their hand on you, bring your hand down. As soon as somebody's laying their hand on you, bring your hand down. Until then, keep your hand raised. Okay, keep your hand raised. And, and wait, now... If, does everybody have somebody praying for them? I see somebody way at the back with a hand raised. Okay, then. Okay, anybody else? Okay, somebody laying your hand on this, this sister here. Needs somebody to lay a hand on her. This one, okay. Okay, now listen. Don't pray these nami pammy prayers, okay? Oh God, please, if you can... What do you mean if you can? Can God or can't God? Okay, then stand on the word. Stand on the promise. I want everybody praying to take authority in God's word and cast out pain in the name of Jesus. And even as you do, pain is going to leave this body. Ready? One, two, three. Come on, pray. Pray in Jesus' name. Raise your voice. Rebuke pain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pain, leave the body right now. In Jesus' name. Healing virtue, flow, flow, flow. Come on, church, keep praying. Believe it, believe it. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God. If you believe, you will receive. If you believe, the, the presence of God comes upon you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healing what you flow. Let it flow right now. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. Come on. Pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be free. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, now look here. How many of you believe God heard your prayer? Okay. Okay, keep standing for a moment, everybody. Keep standing. How many of you believe God heard your prayer? Raise your hands if you believe. Are you sure? Okay, now the Bible says faith without actions is dead. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you do some spiritual aerobics with me. Okay, we are going to test it out and see what God has done. So everybody's going to do it so nobody feels shy. But I want, listen, I want you to do this in faith. I want you to do those things that hurt before. But as you do it now, believe that God has healed you. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believed that God has heard the prayer again? Amen? Amen? Okay. Are you ready? When I count to three, I want everybody to raise your hands and take a deep breath. We're going to move around. Okay, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to see how pain has gone. Pain has to go. Amen? Can you say it with me? Pain has to go. Pain has to go. In Jesus' name, pain has to go. Ready? One, 
two, three up. Ah, down. See, some of you already healed. Right, let's do it again. One, two, three up. Down. How does that feel? Okay, now we're going to go one step further. We're going to count to three. You're going to go all the way up and then you're going to touch your toes. Ready? One, two, three, up. Down. Okay. Now if you touched your toes, that's the first miracle. Okay, now I want everybody to move. Come on, move. Move those limbs. Turn those. Check the back out in Jesus' name. Come on. Do things. Everybody, everybody move. Even if you don't have pain, help the others. Move, twist. Watch. Pain has to go in Jesus' name. Pain has to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Knee pain, shoulder pain, back pain. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Boy, this is taking more time than I thought. I know some of you got healed instantly. Now, you're already healed. Now, wait a minute. Now, some of you, you're going to be healed tonight. Some of you, when you wake up in the morning, I don't know why God does the way he does, but some of you got healed right now. Now, please don't raise your hand unless it has really happened yet. But if you are healed right now, you know the pain has gone. I want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand and show me. Yes, yes. If the pain was there, raise it. Raise it right up. Raise your hand right up. If the pain has gone, if the pain has gone, pain has gone. Let me see those hands. You know what? Everybody who got healed, come to the front. Come. Come to the front. If you are healed, come. Come on stage. Come to the front. Come on. Quick, quick. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. If you are healed, come this way. Come to the front. Come to the front. Get, get here. Come to the front. If you were healed, come to the front. Quickly, quickly. Now, if you're healed, don't stay there. Give the devil, don't give the devil any glory. If God has healed you, come on to the front. Come, come right up here. Line up, line up here. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come this way a bit. Everybody get in one line. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Praise the Lord. If you are healed, you've moved it out. Shall we do one more round of aerobics to see? When I count to three, everybody move your limbs, move your hand. I believe there are a few more who got healed. I don't want you to give the devil any, any, any inch to take it. Ready? One, two, three. Move. Come on. Twist. Check it out. Check your pain. See what God has done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healing flow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone now who knows you got healed? You healed? Come on up. What are you doing back there? Anyone else? Anyone else? You know you're healed. Okay. How many of you had back problems? Okay, um, can you step to the front, everybody with back problems? How long have you had it? Three months. Three, months. <clears throat> Three or four months. 2008. 2008 is about 11 years. Years and years. Weeks. Okay, is there something, okay, when you bend, did you feel the pain? Okay, I want you all to bend. Go on. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No pain. No pain. No pain. Come on, let's do this. No pain. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's thank the Lord. Amen. 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 God is good. You want to say something? God is very good. Um, I've just been, I just believe. And I'm new to this, and I'm learning to trust. And this is confirmation. But I don't, I, I didn't need freedom from pain to know that he's real to me. Amen. Amen. You want, okay. Step back. Any, anybody had shoulder pain? Frozen shoulder. Okay, step up. Come on, shoulder pain. How long? Years. Long. Come here. How long? Four months. And you couldn't move it. Okay, now let's see. No more pain. No more pain. Hallelujah. You? I had to lift my hand up with my other one, but I don't have to anymore. I, I couldn't put on my deodorant. <laughs> I got no pain at all. Fine. Praise the Lord. Okay. Did I miss anybody? Okay. Who else is there? Okay. Step up. What, what, what was wrong with you guys? March 19th on your back. Okay. The pain was right in my knee, and I cannot move, not a knee, right here in the side, and I cannot move it. I have an appointment with a doctor, and I told about it, and they say, no, you need this, okay. So then I went to a ministry trip to Mexico, and uh, we have, um, like, um, a health fiesta, and I talk with the ladies, then give therapy, and they say, well, why you don't let us know? We can put you some injections to inflammation. How long have you had this? March 19th. March 19th. And you still had pain. When you came here, you had pain. Okay, can you bend? You can walk now? No? No pain? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, we've taken enough testimonies. Anybody dying to give a testimony? You just have to give it. You do? Okay. What, what's, what do I want to say? somebody else um, it's been two years since I've had uh, problems in my heel and also in my hip I've fallen a couple times we were in Scotland and had a terrible fall and that's been literally no pun intended the fallout from that and when you were encouraging us tonight and my sister laid her hands on me um, as she was praying I could see cobblestone streets and the Lord was saying, I have more streets for you to walk, but you're going to walk well. Amen. Okay, you know, this is the easiest one to take. Pain was there, pain is gone. How many of you know that God will touch one of you here, then jump over five of you and touch the other person? Does he do that? Or does he touch everybody? See, it was a trick question. Does God...
touch a few people and jump over the rest? No. He touches everybody. So all of you were touched. You walk in that faith. You see what God is going to do. If God touched you, healing is yours. Now I want everybody to close your eyes. If you have a family issue, you have financial issue, you have things that are outside of healing and you need God's touch, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Father, you see these hands. You've already done so many physical miracles. I pray that these people who came to prayer meeting tonight are rewarded because of their faithfulness, because of their faith. I pray in Jesus' name that you would lift the burden up. Help them to do their part. Even as they do their part and they are faithful to you, you have always been faithful to us. Lord, I bring these problems to you. Now everybody raising your hand, I want you to give the problem to God now. Give it. Just give it. Don't pick it up. Give it to Him. Lay it at His feet. He takes the problems. Your shoulders are not strong enough for this. But His shoulders are made for it. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Lord, take it. Take it. And release my brother. Release my sister. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just give the Lord a clap offering? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I want you to sit down just for five minutes more. I prepared something completely different. I did two preparations for tonight and I didn't use either. Um, but I just want to close with this. You know, the devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. Tomorrow, some of you are going to go and say, hey, we had that guy from Sri Lanka and he came and boy, he prayed and so many people got healed. If you say that, you are a liar. Listen to me very carefully. I'm not a healing evangelist. I'm just a pastor. And I don't say that with any belittling of a pastor. I think pastors are the greatest things on earth. But I am a pastor. I don't have special gifts. I just follow the word of God. Do you know that all those people who came up and got prayed for, got prayed by you? Think about it. Wait, don't, don't just take this lightly. I didn't touch anybody. You touched people. You see, you prayed and there was instant healing. You prayed and miracles happened. All I did was guide you. You see, the devil has built this Christianity, like I started with the Christian world, into a superstar world. Some are so specially anointed and some are, have this great gift anointing. And so I want to tell you, God only has children. There are no superstars in the kingdom of God. You prayed and people got healed. I wish everybody 
it is true that when i pray it only it happens and i am the only guy a oh boy man i'd feel really great because when dishan comes everything is fine but i know it's a lie i can't even heal my own headache you know the devil has lied to us for too long that's why some of you are not fulfilling god's call in your life you're sitting back and just surviving you're trying to live long like i said this morning the duration of your life who cares what about the donation of your life why do you want to live any longer when you're already not doing a darn thing you see god wants to use you there's only one of you he made you the way he wants you to be he doesn't want you to be somebody else you prayed okay if the person you prayed for came up on stage raise your hand if the person you prayed for was on stage raise your hand pastor look at all the healing evangelists we have in this house you know you're laughing i'm not laughing that's the lie we are caught up in oh you know i have problems at home i scold my son you know i have you know sometimes i don't live i don't read the bible i don't i don't read the bible either sometimes you know we are sinners saved by grace and god wants to use you the devil has lied enough today you prayed and you prayed and you prayed you prayed and what happened we had healing you see this is why god wants to use you this is why i love your rotate program i might copy that you know it's a, it's a, you got to be used you got to love god to use you in your own homes in your neighborhoods now i started with prayer let me end with prayer because i don't know where i've gone in the middle but we need to pray we need to pray you know this evening i just looked it up on on google madeline murray o'hare stop prayer and bible reading in the churches and you know it's very famous around the world that a christian country like america you can't pray or read the bible in church which is uh, schools what am i saying in schools in church very soon okay um <laughs> if we go this way but i am sure you know this has happened all over look at the roman world the roman empire you know they had some crazy guys governing them peter and paul didn't wring their hands and say oh boy i wonder what we're going to do caligula is a bisexual he wants his horse in the senate you know this guy wants this that guy wants that and you know they didn't do that because they knew how to pray and when they prayed things happened when intimidated pray when ridicule pray when you're down in the dumps pray when you don't know where to go pray don't run for drugs don't run for medication don't run for doctors first pray in the old days our forefathers our grandparents great they had only prayer today we have everything else but prayer i love that old hymn what a friend we have in jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry how many things to god in prayer and then those next lines are the best oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to god in prayer 
God wants to use you. Today was not about miracles. Tonight was about the plan God has for you. Some of you need to move in faith. When you are confronted with the problem, just pray. Stop talking. Stop counseling. Just pray. Not counseling and all those are good. Not that they're all bad. But prayer is the primacy. Everything was birthed in prayer. The church was birthed in prayer. Not by preaching. In the upper room, it was birthed in prayer. The day of Pentecost was a result of prayer. Start to pray. Would you close your eyes? Father, I pray in Jesus' name that your will be done. In every brother, every sister here. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. In touching each one tonight. And I pray that you will use the, my brother. You will use my sister. Father, to complete the work that you have begun. We commit them into your loving hands. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.